Well, good morning and welcome to the Mission Viejo Church of Christ. Whether you're here with us live or you're part of our live stream audience, we are so thankful that you were able to join us on this very special Sunday morning. Today is our family worship where our families all worship together. And the best thing about today is we're gonna get some of our young men involved today. So you're gonna see them up here leading prayers, reading scriptures, and even taking care of our communion talk today. So once again, we want to thank you so very much for being with us on this special Sunday. One quick announcement just before we dive into our worship service, that on March the 6th, we are gonna have a drive-through baby shower for Jennifer Kramer. Jennifer is expecting a brand new baby boy here in a few weeks. And we wanna take this opportunity just to show her some love and help her out with some of the necessities that she has for the baby. So it'll be on March the 6th from 11 to one, right here at the church, you can drive up and show the Kramer family some love. So we hope to see you all there. I wanna introduce my friend Pace over here, who's gonna get us started with a scripture reading and prayer. Good morning. Today I will be reading John chapter three, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Please bow with me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all of our many blessings. Thank you for allowing us to come together to worship you. Please keep us safe and healthy. Please take care of those who are sick. Help us to always make good choices. In Jesus' name I send a prayer. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Pace, for that excellent job. And wherever you may be this morning, we want to ask you to go ahead and stand and join us as we begin our song service. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He is, my God is always going to be. My Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior's always there for me. My God, He was, my God, He My Savior lives, my Savior loves, my Savior lives, my Savior loves, my Savior lives. Good morning, I am Paxton, and today I'll be reading John chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Please bow with me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for all this day and all of our blessings. Thank you, God, for your Son, Jesus. Thank you for sending Him to earth to die for our sins, so that we may have eternal life. Please help us to always remember this and to always be thankful for His ultimate sacrifice. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please. Please join us as we continue our song service. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Good morning. It's now time for a communion service. There are many things that we do each week. We go to the grocery store, we may have a doctor's appointment, we may exercise or go for a hike. 
While all of these are important, one of the most important things we will do each week is remember Jesus. As Christians, we take communion each week to remember Christ's sacrifice. In Matthew chapter 26 to 28, it reads, While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus died on that cross so that each of us will have a chance of eternal life with him in heaven. We do this in remembrance of him. Out of the many things we do each week, this is the most important. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for coming together, whether we're at the church or at home. As we take the bread that represents Jesus' body, we take it as we give our thoughts on to you so that you are pleased. In Jesus' name, I send the prayer. Amen. Let us pray for the fruit of the vine. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you again, remembering Jesus' sacrifice. We now take this fruit of the vine that represents Jesus' bloodshed for us who die on the cross. We also, we also need to bow our head. In Jesus' name I send the prayer, amen. Jesus taught us that it's important to give. In Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 42, it says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, um, I all gave out their wealth, but Jesus out of her pop." but out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Not only did Jesus teach and praise about the importance of giving, he also demonstrated it by giving of himself and his time and by doing it in a humble way. Let's take this moment to reflect on all of the blessings in our lives and to give as Jesus taught us. Please bow with me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all the many blessings Please continue to inspire us to be cheerful givers and to be generous with our gifts. Help to remind us that giving comes from the heart. In Jesus' name, I send the prayer. Amen. Jack Roberts. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 5 and 6. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thank you, Jack. Welcome to family worship. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank all the young men this morning for doing a great job in leading us in worship. Every fifth Sunday this next year, we're going to have a family worship, and I can't think of many things more important than allowing our young men to grow and lead us in worship to our Heavenly Father. In children's worship, we're in the middle of a 16-week series where we're talking about following in the footsteps of Jesus. And today we're going to talk about Jesus, the teacher. Have you ever thought about how amazing it would have been to have lived in the times of Jesus? To be able to look Jesus in the eyes, to see the miracles, and to hear his teachings. But you know, we're very blessed by having the word of God, where we can open this up and we could take as many classes from Jesus as we want. We can be there with Jesus as he heals the sick and as he teaches his lessons. We started this series out the week of Christmas where we talked about the birth of Jesus in the town of Bethlehem. What an amazing time as the Son of Man had finally come down to earth to live among us. We then saw Jesus grow up and get baptized by his cousin John. It was there we followed Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights where he fasted. It was there that he was tempted by Satan. We saw his first miracle turning water into wine. And then we saw Jesus go out and recruit his 12 disciples. And now we find Jesus beginning his ministry. Jesus is starting to teach. But let me ask the question, why did Jesus come to earth? Why did the Son of God need to come down to live life among us? Probably the most important answer is that he came to serve as a sacrificial lamb. He came to die on the cross so that we can have forgiveness of sins. He also came to fulfill the prophecy and law of Moses. He came to experience life on earth as a human. Jesus has walked in our shoes. He came to show us the power of God through miracles. And Jesus came to demonstrate the true meaning of love. Our Savior came to seek and save the lost. And he came to teach us about our Heavenly Father and how to live our lives. Jesus didn't just save us by dying on the cross. He saved us by teaching us how to live our lives in a manner that's pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Jesus was a great teacher, and his classrooms took place in real-life settings, on the side of a mountain, in the middle of a boat, in the middle of a raging sea, among friends fellowshipping, and even among chaos. But Jesus was so effective because he used parables, which we call storytelling. He wanted everyone to understand what he was saying, so he told stories to help us. And they were so effective that thousands of years later, on the other side of the globe, we're still using those stories today. Jesus, throughout his life, taught us how to live, how to live our lives. He taught us how to love and the importance of love. And he taught us how to handle the storms of life. Jesus taught us how to live. Jesus was becoming very popular and people were coming from all around to hear his teachings and see his miracles. And one day, it became so crowded that he took his disciples up on the side of a mountain. This is my personal favorite setting, classroom setting in the Bible. 
Imagine this on the side of a mountain overlooking a beautiful sea. This is the class that we call Sermon on the Mount. It's where Jesus taught us how to live our lives. In this class, Jesus talked about being the salt of the earth and light of the world. We need to let God shine through us so that others can know him. He talked about the importance of marriage. He talked about keeping your word. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. He taught about the importance of loving one another. He talked about forgiveness, not seeking revenge, making sure that we're willing to turn the other cheek. He taught us about having a giving heart, being able to give of ourselves, being able to give to others. He taught us to be faithful in prayer. He taught us how to pray. He talked to us about having treasures in heaven. Where your treasures are, that's where your heart's going to be. He gave us instruction not to worry, to place our faith in God. He gave us instruction not to judge. Don't worry about the speck in someone else's eye when you have a log in your own eye. He taught us how to ask, seek, and knock when we need something from our Heavenly Father. And he taught us how to live a righteous and obedient life for God. Here, Jesus, in this class, taught us everything we need to know to live. And then I love how he finished this class because he told one of his amazing stories. There was a wise man, and the wise man built a house on a rock. He wanted a firm foundation. And then there was a foolish man, and the foolish man built probably an equally nice house on the sand. You remember the song. The rains came down, the floods came up, the wind started to blow, and the house on the sand went smash. Jesus was using a story to illustrate a point. If we're wise, if we're smart, we're going to build our lives upon God. But if we're foolish, if we're not smart, we're not going to include God in our lives. We're not going to follow his instructions. God won't be the center of our lives. And when the storms of life come, our life will crumble. So how do we build a foundation on God? Let's turn to our teacher we need to study God's word. We need to study the teachings of Jesus. We need to understand what our Heavenly Father expects. We need to be baptized. Jesus was sinless, yet he wanted to set the example. So he was baptized. Let's think about that day. When he came up out of the water, a dove ascended. And the voice of God said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God was excited because his son was baptized. Think about how excited God gets when we're baptized. We need to make God number one in our lives. For God to be our foundation, he needs to be the center and the most important person in our lives. And then we need to follow his instructions. Jesus taught us that if we do these things, we will be happy. 
And the Heavenly Father will bless us, and we will live with him again. Jesus taught us the importance of loving. He taught us how to love. In John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. How did Jesus love us? Jesus took the time to teach others. Jesus showed respect to everyone he came in contact with. He showed his love to others. And Jesus sacrificed his life for ours. We need to be willing to teach. We need to be willing to sacrifice things in our lives for other people. That's how we show love. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. This is tough to do, right? We need to love God more than anything else in our life. But we also need to love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. And Jesus was asked the question, Who is your neighbor? And it was here that Jesus told another amazing story. There was a man. He was traveling on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. And some thieves jumped him. They beat him up and they took everything he had. And they left the poor man bleeding and dying in the street. A priest passed him, saw him, went to the far side of the road and just kept walking. Then a Levite came walking along saw the man lying there, almost lifeless in the road, and just walked right past. And then a Samaritan came walking by, saw the man lying there, probably close to death at this point, and he had pity on him. And he took his supplies and he cleaned him up. He put him on his own donkey, and he rode him into town. There he checked him into an inn, cleaned him up some more, and he paid the innkeeper to continue to make him get better. And he told the innkeeper, take care of this person and I'll come back and I'll pay you whatever I owe you. He was willing to sacrifice his money, his time, to care for someone. And what makes this story amazing is that the Samaritan was considered an enemy. Wasn't well respected, wasn't well liked. And what Jesus is telling us is, you need to love your neighbors. You need to love your friends, your family. You need to love your enemies. You need to love everyone you come in contact with. And you need to show love. That's tough to do, isn't it? So what gets in our way of loving? Differences can divide us. I'll be honest with you. I have a really hard time loving San Francisco 49er fans. When there's a difference, it's tough to love, isn't it? Differences often divide us. Sometimes there's not enough time to invest in love. I don't know, maybe that was the problem with the priest. Maybe he had to get somewhere. But so, so often, we're busy with our lives. We're so busy that we don't take the time to slow down and show our love to others. Maybe our hearts have been hardened. Maybe we've been burned. Maybe we're angry. You know, it's almost impossible to show love when you're angry. 
Maybe we have concerns for what others may think about us, our reputation. Or maybe we're worried about our reputation and just being selfish. We only want to care for people in our inner circle. We only want to love the ones that are connected to us. And we don't have time, energy to help other people. But in 1 John 4, 8, it says, Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. If we don't show love towards others, if we don't show love towards our enemies, then we don't know God. Our light's not shining through to the rest of the world. And if we don't know God, then God is not our foundation. We haven't built our life on the foundation of God. Jesus taught us how to handle the storms of life. Jesus one day got into a boat with his disciples, and he asked them to take him to the other side of the sea. And while he was in the boat, Jesus fell asleep. He was probably very tired from all his teachings and traveling. And while they were traveling, a large storm came up over the sea. And large waves started to knock the boat around. And waves were going up over the boat. And the disciples thought that they were going to drown. So they woke Jesus up. And they said, Master, please save us. For we're getting ready to drown. We don't want to drown. And Jesus got up. And he rebuked the winds and the waves. And he said, Peace, be still. And everything calmed down. Everything was still. And it blew the disciples away. They had heard amazing teachings up to this point. They had seen miracles. But for Jesus to have power over nature, that was amazing. But Jesus turned to his disciples and he asked, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Jesus had just taught them on the Sermon on the Mount, do not worry, put your trust in God. And here he is asking them, why don't you have faith? And the truth of the matter is, if we don't have a firm foundation in God when the storms come, the storms are probably going to get us. But what happens when we don't trust in God? What happens when a storm hits and we start to fall away from God? What happens when we lose faith? Jesus told another famous story. There was a father and two sons. One of the sons decided he had had enough. He didn't work, want to work for his father anymore. He didn't want to be a part of the family. So he asked for his inheritance. His father gave him his inheritance, and he left his family. He left his father and his brother. He left his friends. He left his loved ones. He left the country, and he went to another country. And there he lived it up. He lived on his own rules. He had fun. And he spent all of his money. And then a storm hit. There was a famine in the country. And all of a sudden, this son no longer had any food. He didn't have any money. And he was all alone. He found the only job he could find, and that was feeding pigs, caring for pigs. 
And the scripture says that he was so hungry that he wanted to steal food from the pigs. And then he started to think about how good he had it with his father. He started to think about how even the servants were living a better life at his house than he was now living. So he decided that he was going to return home. He knew he could no longer be the father or the son to his father, but he was going to ask his father if he could be a servant. So he started his journey home. And when he got closer to home and his father saw him, let's pick it up in Luke 15, verse 22. The scripture says, But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the best robe and place it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is now alive again. He was lost and now is found. Mankind has been turning their backs on God since the beginning of time. But we have a loving father that is always willing to welcome us home. We could go back in time, the beginning of time. And God saw that mankind was turning their backs on him. So he flooded the world and started over. And mankind turned their backs on God again. And then he sent his own son to die on the cross for our sins, to teach us. And then mankind turned their backs on God again. And here we are today, and we're still turning our backs on God. But Jesus is teaching us with this story that we can always return home to a loving Father. When we realize that we have it better at home, when we realize that it's better with God as our foundation, God is always standing there with open arms, willing to take us home. Jesus taught us to make God our foundation. Jesus taught us what God expects from us, and he showed us how to live in that manner. Jesus taught us the importance of loving. Jesus told us that if we don't love, we don't know God. And Jesus showed us that when we do those things, we could handle the storms of life. If you're not a Christian, you're missing out on being a part of a very special family. If you're not a Christian and you have not been baptized, your life is not built on the foundation of God. When storms of life come, your life is going to crumble. Or maybe you're starting to see cracks in your foundation. Maybe you're starting to fall away. Maybe you're starting to have a tough time. Let me encourage you to return to the word of God and to follow the teachings of Jesus. Jesus is always here for us. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The message is yours. Let's stand and sing the invitation song. Jesus!